This is MJ. I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Common Rider Zero One, Episode Nineteen. I'm calling it Big Blue Meanie. That's the uh, title of my episode, anyway, because we got a big blue whale who's a mean, mean realtor. Um, I don't think I've ever met a mean realtor, but who knows? Maybe I'm uh, naive. Anyway, uh, you know, I didn't check who this episode was written by or directed by. Uh, the directing felt very Sentai-like, so uh, I think, um, man, the guy who's directed the last few episodes has been the, for sure, the last few episodes has been the uh, Sentai guy. Um, did a bunch of Lupot work and stuff. Anyway, it doesn't matter right now. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes, but I'm not going to let who wrote or directed affect this because I didn't really have too many issues with the writing of the directing this episode. Um, more of what I want to talk about is the issues with what the story is presenting and I guess the themes that are being um, addressed by this whole Zaya Speck versus um, Humagear set of episodes. By the way, the, the blue raid riser, super, super cool. The whale raid riser is what I mean to say. Super, super cool. Love the suit, love the design. It looks so aggressive. Uh, I like how they're using the like those lines that the whales get on them. I think those are the humpbacks that have that on their underbelly. And they're using that in the face. It looks so aggressive. It's just, it's a great look. Uh, Top tier whale suit. So this in Juosier uh, has great whale design. So uh, hats off to whoever did that. So anyway, I really liked that. Uh, we got a little bit more information from Hirobi about the Raid Risers. We got the, I guess the official name. Uh, and then, uh, what's his face? Usamu. Isamu shared that with uh, Hedon, uh, with Aruto, so, you know, that's a good thing. Um, anyway, we have this whole, you know, philosophical debate going on, basically, that, uh, sorry, Amatsugai believes that if humanity does not surpass the Humagears, that it basically spells doom and extinction for humanity, and... He tells uh, the realtor dude in his office when Yaiba Yu is there that he will face extinction if he cannot evolve and grow past uh, and defeat the Humagear. And he says that even if one Humagear wins uh, in this competition, that that proves to me that, that that proves to him that humanity is doomed. And I can't remember what he said he would do at that point. So I'm wondering if since that possibility is being... So, anyway... Uh, uh, I'm wondering if that means that the arc can be cut short and not turn out to be 10 episodes if a Humagear wins one round. So let's say uh, the Humagear lady loses this round and then uh, we go to the next round and then that Humagear wins. You know, we'll get six episodes out of this arc instead of 10 and it'll you know move the story forward. Um, because the, the thing that's going on the whole plot by Amatsugai is to, you know, uh, take down Hedon Industries to some extent. I guess the idea is still to take it over by, uh, you know, doing the takeover bid by, uh, well, I guess he wants to win the competition to uh, have Aruto forfeit his shares to him, and then he'll shut down the human gear because he wants humans to evolve in such a way that artificial intelligence can be fused or grafted onto humanity as opposed to, um, 
you know, externalized in the human gear. Uh, to me, it's almost a distinction without a difference, but what do you can do? Anyway, uh, an interesting thing that he mentions is that he himself is not augmented by artificial intelligence. Um, and, you know, that just his body and his mind alone have come up with the, you know, all the stuff uh, that Zaya Enterprises has made that will, you know, carry humanity into the future. And I'm not sure I really agree with that because, uh, you know, the computer he uses, the little watch thing he has, all of those things are versions of artificial intelligence or like outside technology. Yes, it's made by humans, but, and you know, then it's harnessed by humans, but every bit of technology is, you know, an unnatural advantage that humans have. And then learning how to leverage those things is, you know, what makes... I don't know, what makes her not what makes her break society, but what makes humans be able to advance. Just it's the the technology is really, and I, I, I'd be interested to look at like the technology is probably a Greek word, technologica or something. I bet. Anyway, um, it'd be interesting to see what the root of it means, but I bet it has something to do with uh, moving knowledge forward. Actually, I'm gonna pause and look that up, put it up on the screen, uh, and uh, read to you what technology means and where it comes from. Okay, this is MJ coming back in. I switched over to another app to record my audio so I can scan stuff. Anyway, so this is from etymology.com. Looking up technology, it's a noun. From the 1610s, it's, quote, a discourse or treatise on an art or the arts, end quote, from Greek technologia, which is systematic treatment of an art, craft, or technique, originally referring to grammar from techno, combining form of techne, art, skill, craft, and work, method, system, and art, a system or method of making or doing. From pied, texna, craft, or weaving, or fabricating, whose, from suffix form of root, tex, which also means to weave, also to fabricate. Hmm. And then for the ending, you can see logi, which I'm not going to do right now. Uh, it continues. The meaning, study of mechanical and industrial arts from Century Dictionary 1895 gives an example of spinning, Metalworking or brewing is recorded in uh, is recorded by 1859. High technology attested from 1964. Short form high tech. Oh, in 1970 is from 1972. So we've got the text, uh, which means to weave to fabricate the leg to collect, gather to speak to pick out words. Logia is a speaking discourse treatise or doctrine theory science, and then techne means art, skill, craft, work. So. And technology means systematic treatment of an art, craft, or technique. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> technology basically means uh, taking down and transferring the ability to make things. And I do not see much of a difference between internal technology and external technology. And maybe this is all part of the arc of the show and... Uh, part of a lesson that a Matsu guy might learn or whatever, or maybe it's just, well, like a, a theme that is supposed to be addressed by Aruto and, you know, the conflict that he's involved in. Um, but yeah, I think that's interesting. It, it was an interesting tangent to me anyway, which is why I'm going to, you know, keep it in here and share it with you. But uh, yeah, I don't really see the difference between external and internal technology and like I said, well, it'll be, well, 
not like I said, it'll be interesting to see what the show does with that exactly because they could go either way with it and say technology is bad or technology is good or, well, technology is bad or good depending on how you use it, which is something that was brought up previously by Yabi Yua. And, uh, yeah, it, I'm interested to see how exactly the show handles this because uh, if you're using technology to beat technology, then isn't technology good? So I feel like that was way too long of a diversion, and I will get back into the episode. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the realtor guy, I'm going to just call him the realtor guy and the realtor humor gear lady, uh, were coming from realty from two different uh, angles. Uh, the realtor guy was all about money and big places and selling people on the profitability of their investments, whereas the lady smile <laughs> was... Uh, all about the heart aspects of the homes, not how much money it will make you, but how well it will fit your life and how well it will fit your family. And she was being, you know, emotional about it or appealing to the emotional aspects of it, whereas the guy was appealing to the intellectual and greed is an emotion, but still the calculating nature of humanity. And that reminds me of something that Amatsu Guy said that uh, he wants to invoke feelings of malice in the human gear so that they will become Magir uh, by wirelessly connecting to Mitsubujin Rai, uh, to the Ark, really, and uh, you know downloading the information into them that will enable them to go berserk and become Magir. And he said that humans have that same malice in them. So the way he was treating uh, the Flores guy from the last set of episodes and the way he's treating the realtor here are... Uh, he's trying to box them in, make them feel cornered, and provoke in them a feeling of malice. He's trying to provoke in them desperation. He's doing social engineering, and uh, he's pushing them to the edge so that they will push the human gear that they're competing against to the edge and uh, infect them with their contagious malice and cause the human gear to become a magir to show that Hedon Industries... Uh, is bad, that the human gears are bad, that they should be shut down, etc., etc. So he's doing the two-pronged attack, but it's interesting, just like I did last episode, he likens human gear and humans to each other. They're so similar in so many ways that even they can have malice in their hearts, and even they can, you know, human gear, just like humans, can have the malice in their hearts, and it caused them to become corrupt, to become evil, to do uh, evil deeds. And... I just don't get it. I don't get this whole moral equivalency thing and how it doesn't cause somebody to say, well, if they're basically equal to each other except for one was made by men and one was made by God, the gods, whatever, um, you know, <laughs> going, <laughs> oozing out of a, a rock or whatever a long time ago, then what's the difference? Why can't we all find a way to get along with each other? And again, this might be all just stuff for the arc and, you know, for younger kids seeing the show, uh, the, the intended audience watching it, it might be like a big deal to process through, but um, I'm, uh, you know, a lot older than that. I'm instructing children of my own. I've been doing so for almost a decade and uh, I, I can just see past some of that stuff and it's not as engaging to me necessarily, but it is interesting to go like kind of through the exercise and uh, see the characters be put through the paces. I just, I just don't really get it. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I don't work as the target audience for this stuff anymore. Uh, but you know, the fights are interesting and 
I really enjoyed what was going on, uh, the competition between the two, and I like seeing the duality uh, of, you know, Smile approaching things from one way and then the realtor guy approaching them from another angle. Um, but that's... Uh, I, I, I'm not sure what else I want to say about this. Uh, we had the thing with, you know, guy, you know, claiming that you know, he's trying to do all this to push humans towards evolution. And I just don't... I mean, I want humans to be better and stronger too. I want my children to be better and stronger too, but I, I don't know. Because of all sorts of things, I'm doing that out of with love and gentleness and kindness, and it's hard and it's extremely difficult to be uh, effective and efficient and things like that. It's a very slowly moving process, but I feel like my way is better because if your uh, society is made up of people like a Matsu guy, they're all going to manipulate and backstab and kill each other eventually. And if your society is made out of people like me, I'm hoping <laughs> that uh, it'll be. Uh, continuously spurring each other on towards growth out of like love and respect and you know mutual reciprocity and stuff as opposed to uh you know cutthroat badness i guess to sum it up in a fatherly way i'm not mad i'm not disappointed i just don't really understand what you're doing i don't quite know what you're all about zero one and you takahashi because whether or not he was the writer on this episode this Amatsu guy stuff has to be coming from him, right? I mean, he's the head writer. I don't know. Anyway, uh, some good stuff I really liked, besides the awesome uh, mug, um, Raid Riser whale suit. <sighs> the little interstitials, or not interstitials, but like the little cutaways to the camera where they're kind of breaking the third wall, and Izu is, you know, addressing the audience, telling them what the heck is going on, and all the actors are like freeze framing. Um, you know, they're holding in position. You can kind of see them moving and stuff. It's so good. I just love it so much. Um, it's not cheesy. It's charming. I love... Some of the low-budgetness I love of Tokusatsu is um, that, you know, there's an expensive way to do things, there's a cheaper way to do things, and it's faster and cleaner and everything. And they just... Sometimes they just go with the cheaper thing, and you get it. You know, it's an audience. You, it didn't take me out of it. I don't think it takes people out of it. Um... And I think it's just a fun thing to do. So I appreciated that both with uh, introducing Cheatin Realty and then also the const the construction guy, the um, Bob the Builder, <laughs> the handyman who was going to fix things up after the building uh, that uh, Smile was trying to sell got you know, damaged by a Realty guy. All right, so I'm going to wrap up. Hopefully this is some fun speculation. We've got this image in the front in the beginning of the episode with Izzy with long hair holding, like, blood in her hands, maybe dripping down. She's looking up at the camera, and her hand is up, and blood's dripping down. And then Izzy later on with shorter hair is reaching down, smiling, and reaching her hand down. So she's very serious-looking, maybe upset, reaching up with rubble all around her. Um... This maybe is from the past because her hair is longer than, let's say, it was cut. Because um, human gear hair doesn't grow. It's artificial. As the realtor guy said, they don't sleep in beds. They don't eat food. They don't even go to the bathroom. So I'm sure their hair doesn't grow. Anyway, we get this contrasting image. I don't know that this has been in the whole time. If it has, I didn't notice it until this episode. But regardless, it's very interesting to me because, you know, the her a tear rolling down her cheek has been there since the beginning. I, I do know that. And that kind of spoke to me and said that, no, it, it kind of spoke to me of her growing humanity. Um, because especially in something like this, I'm sure 
that the answer is going to be, or an answer towards the end of the show is going to be, human ears and humans are the same. Great. Uh, was she evil at one point? Was she involved with the destruction? Is this something that's going to come in the future? I think Jin hit her with his, you know, tentacles or whatever, and maybe he implanted something in her that's going to sprout later as she reaches singularity. She's been making a lot more jokes now. Um, she's doing it just like Aruto, except they're equally funny or maybe slightly funnier, I don't know. Um, or maybe she just has a better delivery, I'm not sure. But uh, she does seem to be ever uh, growing towards approaching um, singularity, and I just wonder what the duality of those images, because they are contrasting, pretty sure they're contrasting one another. Like, are they of the past or are they of the future? Are they both? Um, I'm really interested to see where that's going, and I hope we get to see uh, some some more development into that, because I almost wonder if she's like, maybe there's two of them that look just like Izu, and one's like the good arc, or one's the more connected to the arc, and one's connected to Zaya, and one's, you know, helping humanity survive, and the other's, you know, trying to destroy them. Maybe even the bad one, given the belts to people is her evil twin or whatever that'd be really cool to see and it's not Shesta and she's like a red herring <laughs> red herring because her highlight color is red anyway uh, that'd be really interesting to see anyway that's all I have to say for now uh, MJ Loves Toku can be found on YouTube iTunes Google Play and Stitcher check out mjmunios.com for more of my uh, other review series I've got another writer cast where I sample all the Heisei writers the first two episodes talk about those what I like about them what I don't where I expect them to go etc etc King of Hearts Queen of Sorrows where I talk about Mobile Fighter G Gundam Going Ultra where I talk about Ultraman SSS.gridman as well and uh, lots of fun stuff that'll come back when the season 2 of the Netflix Ultraman comes on I covered all the season 1 there and I'll cover season 2 and I've got Swinging Through Comics also where I talk about Marvel Comics I'm digging through uh, a bunch of Marvel vintage Marvel stuff covering the really old things one by one just kind of taking them as they come and assessing them like I'm reading them for the first time because I am I also have writing projects on uh, uh, mjmonius.com if you love what I do and want to support me my coffee and Redbubble accounts have you covered relevant links below if you had a good time like share and leave a comment um, tell me if I'm too rambly this episode that'd be fine by the way on my Redbubble store I do have some common writer related stuff that you might enjoy. Anyway, you can subscribe and ring that bell to stay current on weekly Zero One reviews. And remember, you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero.